That's great, thanks. Um, three words, kind of ambiguous, just have to grab on whichever one kind of resonates the most and can't give you a whole lot underneath it. It's pretty individual and personal how you're going to apply. The first word's not a biblical word, but I think there's a biblical concept behind it. Relax, that was the word that I felt like I heard 815 during that song that we just sang. For many of us, our calendar really runs kind of August to May. You all kind of started back uh, school and all of the things that accompany that uh, increasing level of complexity, more barking and pulling and tugging at your time and your money and your energy and your attention. And so I think maybe the word as we begin this next year, school year, is just is, is relax. And it's what Bo was saying. Our tendency sometimes when things ramp up is for us to clamp down. And that's not great. That's the opposite of what I think the Lord would have us do. What he would have us do is to release, to recognize circumstance, relationship, decision. Can you trust him to be faithful in that? Even if you don't know exactly what he's going to do, can you trust him to be faithful? Can you trust his character? That what Daniel, uh, I think it was Daniel who was sharing for um, Highlands. It's a, it's a river and there's a bend and you don't know what's around the bend. You just know it's going to be good. Can you trust the Lord in whatever that circumstance, relationship, decision is? Can you, re- can you release? Second, this is from Matthew. So Jesus, at the end of his ministry in Matthew, he, he rebukes the Pharisees. He woes them seven times. A woe is a word of warning. It's saying, here's what's going to happen to you if you, don't, if you don't straighten up. And this one, he says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you've neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind gods, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. That's two different ways of dealing with the same issue. The issue, obviously, it's, it's, it's majoring on minors. It's not that the minors are unimportant. It's not that the minors aren't good, but we're made, he's criticizing the Pharisees, rebuking them for majoring on minors neglecting things that are central, that are weighty, in exchange for things that are not. So again, two different ways of looking at the same thing. One made more, more of a positive way. So Israelites, they would give 10% of all of their crops to God. That was their tithe, 10% of everything that they raised. But there was some controversy. Well, our spices, crops, is that, is that part of the produce of our land, or are they different? And so the Pharisees, in their meticulousness and keeping the law, just in case, they gave 10% of their spices also, just in case. And we can say that's great. Like, they're better safe than sorry. They're choosing to tithe mint and dill and cumin in addition to the other things that their garden produced. But what Jesus says is you're doing that, and that's good, but you're neglecting things that are central, justice and mercy and faithfulness, things that are weighty, things that are heavy, Things that require emphasis. You're, 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 not, you're, you're majoring on the wrong things. Do the former, like tithe your spices, but don't neglect the latter, the things that are really important. I don't know if that's where you are this morning, if there's a place in your life where the Lord may just put his finger on and say, you're doing that. You're, what you're doing is good. It's fine. It's not, it's not sinful. It's not wicked. It's not even neutral. It's a good thing. It's just not the most important thing. 
and you're honestly putting so much focus on these peripheral matters, you're neglecting things that are really important. I find this sometimes when the Lord's asking us to do something, we may not want to do it. And so to avoid the guilt and the conviction that we may feel around this area of disobedience, we get really good at tithing our spices. That's easy to do. It's just math. It doesn't involve your heart at all. I've got ten leaves. I give God one and I get to keep nine. It doesn't even cost you that much. It's something that's easy for us to control. And again, we can count it and we can check a box and feel really good about our obedience. And for some of us, control, it just that it's like a warm blanket for our soul when we can control something. And we can do that with tithing our spices. When you talk about engaging in acts of justice and mercy and faithfulness, what, what does that even mean? That's big and it's messy and it requires more of us and there's risk involved and there may be some trial and error. It, it's easier, safer to tithe our spices. And I wonder if you'd be willing to ask the Lord and say, is there an area where I'm doing that? And it may not be that you're doing it to consciously avoid some bigger yes that God is asking of you. Again, for some of us, is our, and when our life gets busy, that's just a default. We look to something that we can manage and control. And over time, what that can do is we, we can begin to lose sight of things that are a bit more important. Jesus says the heaviest commands, the most central, the weightiest commands are to love God and love people. Even that's somewhat nebulous. A lot of things fall under those umbrellas. That's why I can't give you tons more specifics other than encourage you to ask the Lord that question this morning. Is there a place where I'm tithing my spices in neglect of weightier matters? Maybe one, one example, this may or may not hit some of you. I think this is an easy thing to do in relationships, maybe particularly in parenting. We can do that sometimes with our kids. We need to be ideally focused on their heart. That's the weightiest matter. But that's hard sometimes to know, how do I even wade into that? And the older they get, the murkier those waters are. And the more independent they become, the, the more difficult it is for us to know, how do I actually engage with you on this? So what we can wind up doing is focusing on tithing our spices. Making sure things that, like, it's fine. It, the, the things that we can focus on are fine. They're just not essential. Making sure, are you yes ma'aming and yes sirring? That's That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But let's just not do that in expense of neglecting the weightier matters. Or are your shorts the right length? Or is you, you know, have you, did you, how'd you do on the test? Or how'd you do on the field? Those things are all good. There's nothing wrong with any of them. They're just all secondary to these larger heart matters. And I think sometimes as parents, we can, we can almost be intimidated by those things. And so we pull back and we just focus on the things that are easier for us to control, and the older your kids get, I think the greater that temptation is. may not hit you, but it might. Last one, Jesus says, you blind guides, you strain out a gnat to swallow a camel. It reminded me of what we looked at last week, Jesus on trial before Pilate, and the Pharisees and the religious leaders bring Jesus to Pilate's house on Good Friday morning, and they don't want to enter Pilate's house because they'll get kind of these Gentile cooties that will make them unclean and then they can't eat the Passover the next day and that's real. They can't. Uncleanliness is contagious. If they touch something unclean, then they're unclean. They can't eat the Passover. They have to wait a week. 
big deal. They don't want to do that. So they stand outside and they have this conversation with Pilate. They don't want to become unclean. They're straining out a gnat. The Jewish leaders would, they had a glass of wine. Your choices were water or wine. So they have a glass of wine and it's purple. You can't see what's in it. Maybe a bug flies in it while you're not looking. And so before you drink it, you put a piece of cloth over it and strain it just so you don't accidentally ingest a dead bug. Dead things are unclean, and then you would be unclean. Nothing wrong with that. Again, meticulous, scrupulous. Camel's the largest unclean animal. In your zealousness to strain out a gnat, are you swallowing a camel? And I'm not entering Pilate's house because it'll make me unclean. The reason we're here is to murder an innocent man. Which one of those is a bigger deal? If we're worried, if God's going to say don't celebrate the Passover because you walked into Pilate's house, what do you think he's going to say when you kill his son? Camels and gnats. Are there places in your life where you're straining out gnats, which again can be good and right, but is it blinding you to the camels that you're swallowing? There are bigger issues, again, that, 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 that this, the, it's the same It's a different side of the same coin. It's a bit more negative. This is how do I avoid maybe sin issues in my life. And when it comes to straining out gnats and swallowing camels, that's what they were doing. How do I stay clean? How do I avoid breaking any laws? And sometimes we can focus on laws that are rules or even disciplines that are, they're good. They're just secondary at the expense of things that are primary. And sometimes we do that to make ourselves feel better about the, the, big, the big one that we're breaking, I can feel a whole lot better because I'm keeping some of these smaller laws. You know, the husband who's taking out the garbage and doing the dishes and cutting the grass and remembering the birthday and doing more than most other husbands and dads and also yells at their wife and maybe pushes her around a little bit and lets got some issues with pornography and there are th- these big issues that need to be addressed and rather than addressing that's the camel that you're swallowing you're doing a great job straining out gnats you can keep doing that but let's, let's think about this as well that needs to be dealt with I don't know if that hits you or not to me all of those things kind of tie together and one of the ways that they tie together is a recognition that we need to release to the Lord so as we begin this we only have a couple of minutes so we're going to just go ahead and pray. Uh, Bo's going to come back. I'm going to lead you in a time of prayer. Now, I want you just to grab onto one. You can't do three. Just take one. And if you're willing, I want you just to ask the Lord, would you show me if there's an area in my life? Think of a circumstance or a relationship or a decision. A circumstance, relationship, or decision. And we'll just walk through, and you grab onto one of them. Is there a circumstance, relationship, or a decision? Where I'm just holding too tightly, and what you would say to me is just relax. Relax. Can you release that to me? Can you trust me to be faithful? I'm not going to tell you, and I would say, God's not going to tell you what he's going to do. He doesn't work that way. But if you'll trust him, He'll do something that's better than what you would do. Would you in your heart just 
acknowledge this morning. God, I release this situation, this relationship, this decision. I release it to you. I trust you to be faithful. You may even physically just need to relax your shoulders as you pray that prayer. As a recognition that you're releasing that from your heart and your mind. Second thing. Is there a situation? Is there a relationship? Is there a decision where you're tithing your spices, but you're neglecting things that are central? You're majoring on minors. The minor, this is not about good or bad. This is about better and best. Just, Holy Spirit, would you bring conviction to my heart if there's an area where I'm doing that? you bring something to mind just acknowledge it repent receive forgiveness ask for grace to focus on the things that are most important you can't do everything at once maybe what you want to just ask the Lord is for me in this week and month and this fall what are the things that are the most important for me to focus on I don't want to neglect a bigger yes because I'm afraid or because I'm tired. Because I'm distracted. Is there an area, circumstance, decision, relationship where you're straining out a nap but swallowing a camel? Straining out gnats is fine. But not if it's causing you to miss the fact that you're swallowing a camel, the the largest unclean animal. That's a silly picture. Holy Spirit, is there a place where I'm doing that? And honestly, most likely that would be an area of sin. If there's a sin, an area of sin in your life that God's asking you to release and to repent of, to move in a new direction, sometimes we just run willing to do that. And so we start focusing on some smaller things and kind of hoping somehow that balances out. It's not always the case, but that's mostly, that usually is the case. And you may say, this thing isn't sinful, but if God's asking you to give it up and you're not, that's the sin. This sin is resisting him, if not the action itself. And that can be scary. But if that's what the Lord's putting in your heart, just acknowledge, again, receive forgiveness from him and ask for grace to move in a new direction. Holy Spirit, my prayer for each of us, these are kind of nebulous, ambiguous words. How do, how do we know even how to apply them? I pray that you would do that in each one of, the, of our hearts, the students, the men and women in this room. That you bring conviction where we need to be convicted, that you would encourage us where we need to be encouraged. I pray for every one of us. 
that we would keep our focus and our energy and our attention on the things that are most important to you for this season of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have ministry teams here up in the front, and I want you to come forward for prayer. I do. I want you to just make it happen. Cut down the aisle. Step on people's toes. We want you to come forward for prayer uh, in one of those three areas. It's important, I think, particularly with things like this, to have someone stand with you and to actually verbalize it, or you're going to fall back into the same pattern that you were in 20 minutes ago. So you guys stand. Bo's going to sing one song, and then he's going to uh, release us, and I want you all to come forward for prayer during this time.